Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Troll! Troll! Hello. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. This is podcast number 25 and I am Alex. Number 25. 25. 25. Sorry, <laughs> podcast number 95. Sorry, uh, my brain's a bit of a mulch. So, podcast 95. We're five away from 100. Um, I am Alex and uh, I know that much. And uh, to my right is Tom. Hello. Uh, Daniel's here. Hello. Chris is here. Hello. And we have a very special guest, Craig Roberts, who have returned to the IGN UK podcast. I have returned. Welcome. Thank you very much. What have you been up to since you were last on? So you came in when you were, well, just as Submarine was coming out. Podcast 78. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Good memory. (laughs) (laughs) It's all up there. It's all up there. So it's been a few months. What have you been up to? Nothing at all. No, yeah. Just basking in the glory of uh, your masterpiece. Yeah, just sitting back and just chilling. No, I've been uh, sort of busy, I suppose. Yeah. What have you been doing today? You've been just been doing press junket, right? Yeah, just doing interviews um, all day, which is brilliant. How is that on the other <laughs> side of the fence? Because obviously we go in, do our five minutes, and you, you're there literally all day. It's not too bad because like you just say the same answers <laughs> really? over and over again. Yeah, it's brilliant. Does Does no one ever come in with kind of smart or clever questions that you think, oh, nice? A few people, but then I just give the same answer. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless. <laughs> what What's the worst question you've ever been asked? Apart from the one I've just asked. Yeah, that. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's usually the ones where they put you in a position where you ha- you sound like an idiot. They usually be like, so do you think you're great? <laughs> how do you, do you, how do you answer that? Yeah. Um, well, I think Who, I'm okay. Has anyone really genuinely asked you, so do you think you're great? No. <laughs> I ask myself every day. <laughs> in the mirror. Yeah. Yes. But so Submarine is out on August 20th. August 1st. August the 1st. August the 1st. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Chris, please remember the date. Remember the date. Remember the date. He's like, yeah, I've got it. So no but it'll still be in shops on August the 20th. You're so. right. Probably, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. So that's exciting. <laughs> and and you were saying to me earlier, you've got three films in the bag. Is in, that right? In the bag, yeah. That comes out, they come out next year. What are they? Can you tell us about any of them? Yeah, one is called Red Lights. It's about paranormal activity. That's pretty cool. The other one is called Comes a Bright Day, which is about a robbery in a London jewellery store. And then the other one is called First Time, which is like a rom-com. Wowza. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Quite a variety then. Are yeah. they with, with people you've worked with before? or No, no, completely different people. I'm um, exciting them. Yeah, like Red Lights had a really cool cast. It had like uh, Robert De Niro and like Sigourney Weaver. And wow, stuff, so that wow. Was pretty cool. It sounds like a game, a uh, film about uh, haunted Xboxes, Red Lights. No? Yeah. God, I see what you've done. Yeah, the red light, yeah, see? <laughs> who directed Red Lights? Rodrigo Cortez, the guy uh, who did Barry. Ah, nice. Yeah. He's a good guy, isn't he? He's a really cool guy. I met him last uh, September and I was very impressed with him. He's really cool. And I think a friend of mine is playing like a Robert De Niro lookalike in it. Does that oh, really? happen in the movie? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think it's a I think it's another um Spanish director. <laughs> of who made a film called Agnosia and he looks a bit like um, De Niro and he's either playing like his double or like a lookalike or something like that in the movie. I thought you were going to say it was that girl you went on a date with the other week. What? What? The one that looked like Robert De Niro. No? <laughs> <laughs> Did I go on a date with a girl that looked like Robert De Niro? Oh, it was supposed to be a joke. Probably. Sorry. <laughs> Weird. All right, should we get on? Yes. Oh, can I just ask a question about the Blu-ray? 
Yeah. Are all the uh, DVD extra? Sorry, does um, what's his face? Paddy Considine. His video stuff, does it all go on the DVD extras? Yeah, it's on the extras, yeah, like interviews with Paddy and characters, Graham, it's hilarious. Wow, I'm looking forward to seeing that, definitely. <laughs> sorry, I fucked that one up again. That's all right. <laughs> sorry, Tom, <laughs> sorry, Tom, we can keep going. It's been a long day. Well, uh, we were going to talk about what we've been up to this week, but it's not, not going to be as exciting as starring in three new films, is it? <laughs> Robert De Niro. Yeah, what have you been doing, I've got Daniel? three films in the bag. Have you? I like what you've done there. Um, I went to the Ubisoft Summer Showcase which yes. was interesting. They had um, all their E3 games there, some new code as well, and it was all summer-themed, so there was a little bit of a beach area. They had Did the you have sand. a glass of Pims? I didn't have a glass of Pims. Good. Um, there were people hang it, handing out fish and chips, and there was a pie shop. My pie. My pie. Had a Columbus pie. And <laughs> I was playing Ghost Recon on the beach, sitting on a very uncomfortable polystyrene boulder. And then, <laughs> then the game crashed midway through because they didn't think it out, and the Xboxes basically swallowed a load of sand. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that wasn't great. But um, some good stuff. Rayman looks pretty cool. Um, yep. Driver multiplayer is a bit weird. Shifting consciousness. Yeah, I play that car E3. To car. It's a bit of a learning curve. So, um, you said that the, the guy who designed it describes it in a, as an FPS for driving games. Yeah, because you... Well, anyone that's not familiar with the new driver game, when you're um, in a car, you can press a button and they call it shifting and you're violently wrenched out of the car. You're in a sort of godlike perspective and you can see all of San Francisco and you can hop down into any other car and like transfer your consciousness. It's a little bit and it's, it's really weird. weird. Yeah. It's really weird and it allows you to do certain types of gameplay like um capture the flag uh, more easily than a straight racing game. Yeah, so the level that I played at E three was um um the equivalent of tag. So you you had to hit the car that was it. Yeah. And then you, you became like the hot car and you had to escape. But if you were chasing that car, you didn't just control the car you were in. You could come out of any car and then zoom into the car next to it, which I thought was a bit pointless because if you're really shit at racing games, then you just go, well, I'll just jump into the one that's directly in front of him and then you'll, you've tagged the it. Mm. it. It did the tag? I don't <laughs> know. You know what I mean. But what's quite weird about it is if you're the one who is tagged and you're trying to escape from anywhere else, it, you start becoming quite paranoid quite quickly because any of the cars around you can suddenly turn yeah. into yeah. a player-controlled character. Um, it, you know, it was quite interesting. It's different. I'm not sure anyway. about longevity, but uh, we'll see. Anything else interesting? Um, Assassin's Creed, did you see that? Yeah, they were, sh- they were running multiplayer, very similar to Brotherhood, just set in Constantinople. Um, right. They said they've li- listened to reader feedback and player feedback and tweaked it a little bit, but it's largely the same. Have you ever played Assassin's Creed, Craig? I have, yeah. The first one. Yeah? What did you think? It's pretty good. I got bored. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I got bored of Assassin's Creed 2 as well, but there's people out there who are rabid for it. Yeah. It was really, like, I played, yeah, 1 and 2. Like, Mm. running up and doing all the kind of free running was amazing, but then after a while I was like, "Mm, a bit bored of just... Yeah, you you feel cool for a bit, and then it's just like, yeah, you can... This. And in Revelations, you're much older as Ezio. You've got like a little grain beard. So I asked the so creator. really slow. Well, I asked the creative director, <laughs> like, do you get cramp and do you have to like sit down on the bench and Gals. catch your breath? <laughs> Piles. You just get winded. <laughs> what did he say? Um, he said no. Um. Apparently, Ezio's much wiser. So you, when you put on eagle vision, he can see much further. Do your joints creak and crack when you stand up? Yeah. So his eyes get better. Yeah, with age because he's more experienced he's more experienced oh, assassin do you a little snooze in the afternoon <laughs> yeah with a little <laughs> siesta on the roof t- in a bale of hay 
but yeah, that's about it. So there you go. Well, that's your, your little summer jaunt. What about what about what about you, Chris? What have you been up to? You, you saw I saw a movie, the best worst movie ever. I saw Troll Hunter. Are you aware of Troll Hunter, Craig? No, I'm not. No. We we actually uh, previewed the trailer back at Kapow Comic Con a while ago now, um, and it's come out in the states. Uh, but it didn't get a big release, and it's coming out here in September, I think. And it's a Norwegian movie, um, and it's kind of like a lost footage film. Right. A bit kind of Blair Witch style, where these um, people get wind of the fact that there might be trolls in the forest, so they go looking for them. I'm thinking of the troll. You're thinking of troll. Is, yeah, is, you're thinking of yeah. troll. You're thinking of troll 2. You've done this before. Ignore me. You've called it Troll Hunter 2 before. Yeah, anybody that came to Kapow will realise how many times I got that wrong. <laughs> like pretty, pretty much every five minutes. And anybody that went to Kapow went home with a, a Troll Hunter troll t-shirt. Yeah, I, know yeah. That. I remember that. We had 200 Troll yeah. Hunter t-shirts. I live okay. in Islington. Right. It's just fine. Everyone has one. <laughs> but uh, the film's really good fun. It's a bit slow and takes a while to get going, but once uh, the action hits and the trolls show up, it's phenomenal like they've the, the effects are incredible you've seen haven't you daniel yeah the, the the effects are really impressive for a low budget film and they're not little trolls they're big <laughs> big trolls it's kind of it's kind of blair witch meets cloverfield pretty much you know much. the pamphlet that you brought me in like a guide how to survive a troll attack do you see one of the names of one of the trolls in norwegian no it's called tosser lad <laughs> <laughs> it's the one with the three heads yeah i thought it was quite appropriate i like him yeah <laughs> so yeah this is a really good film worth looking out for it's um, a bit monsters-esque as well yeah, 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 and a little quite, bit, and it's quite funny intentionally, so not accidentally. Yeah. It's just really well made. I see it before the uh, inevitable remake, but I had a bit of an incident beforehand as well. <laughs> I went to the loo for a wee before the screening, mm. and I went into the ladies, right. but I didn't realise I was in the ladies till I was in a cubicle having a wee, and I heard female voices outside the door. What did you not realise there were no urinals? I just, I like wasn't even thinking. I just went straight in and went straight into a cubicle. Yeah, because it was like in front of me, and. I, d- I didn't know what to do because isn't it normally the tampon bins that give it away that you're I wasn't late? looking around so the lack <laughs> of urinals there are some gens without you, urinals wait, once you get into the, the cubicle though surely but that's tunnel vision isn't it I'm not yeah. going to look anywhere else I'm just going straight into <laughs> I wasn't thing. really paying attention I was just thinking about my week so then I'm in the cubicle I'm hearing females outside and I, I didn't know what to do because I thought well I could wait till the film starts and then there'll be no one around wow. but it was 15 minutes till that point the dilemmas of Chris Dilly yeah. so I thought I'll wait I'll wait until it quines down and yeah. there's no women out there and then I'll make a run for it so I did that and the reason it was so quiet is there were two women who didn't know each other queuing up for my cubicle waiting oh no <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my god and I was like alright <laughs> did you just talk to wash your hands <laughs> yeah I did I totally did I was washing my hands I was like oh, I'm really sorry about this I thought I thought it was the gents <laughs> and then I was, I was like drying my hands why, why are your stories always in the toilet I know uh, and so as I was walking out I said can you please not tell anyone out there because obviously you know the other journalists at press screenings and yeah, I got away with it until now, I guess. Now I've it told would be everyone. funny if one of the two women were introducing the film and just mentioned yeah. it in front of the entire cinema. <laughs> but what should I have done? Should I have just walked out? Should I have waited? I, I, I'd probably just admit to it. Just like, look, really sorry, mistake. Yeah. I, I should have put my chap away before I walked out, shouldn't I? <laughs> well, should I'm not and, sure. You should try and trick them and say you're actually in the men's. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I actually yeah. thought about that. I thought about That's saying a good that. Idea, yeah. what, what are you yeah. doing in the gents? Getting yeah. off them. <laughs> I thought about that, but then I didn't know whether to to make a joke in case they were upset with me from the outset. <laughs> I didn't want to get in. I didn't want to get in serious trouble. I think you should have probably washed your hands in the gents though. I think that was probably taking it a bit too far. It's like stopping for a little bit longer while they go into oh, the no, I panicked. Right. I was expecting there to be no one there and there were two women there. And I just, <laughs> I was like, uh, 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 bye. Did you actually do that? Like <laughs> Mr. Bean. <laughs> 
Anyway, that was my embarrassing troll hunter incident. <sighs> uh, well, I've been on a journey. Oh. Well, actually, I haven't. I've been playing Journey. Uh, it's the new game from That Game Company, who also did Flow and Flower. And it looks amazing. Um, Daniel, you saw a bit of it as well. It's To describe it, it's kind of like you play this sort of nomad who looks a bit like a giant Jawa, and you go through the desert uh, picking up bits of a scarf that enable you to jump further. <laughs> Which sounds shit, but it's really, <laughs> really good. Collecting a scarf <laughs> through the desert. Seriously, it's really, really good and, and so atmospheric. And it's in beta at the moment. It's three-level beta, which I think is open to the public, but I don't know how you get onto it. But we're going to be doing a bunch of stuff on the site at the moment, uh, and it looks amazing. What it's, did you think? I think it's beautiful. It's kind of, like Flower, it's quite soothing to yeah. play it. It's quite relaxing. It's quite refreshing not to have someone else shooting you in the face. Yeah, there's no death, which or is nice. there's no grenade right next to you. And, yeah... You get all these like weird glyphs, and it's beguiling, and it's weird, and it's weird to be collecting a scarf in the desert. <laughs> That's true. It's like the last place you need a scarf. You like skidding along the sta- the sand, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Like it turns into like um, a summer snowboarding game, and you're like sort of careening down dunes. Yeah, it's really cool. He's got no feet. That was my favorite. He has bit. pointy feet. He does. You, you see him little shuffling. He would on. sink uh, into the sand. Mm. Mm. But it looks beautiful. But you don't know when, how other people can get on the beta yet. Uh, I don't, but what is weird is that I was playing it yesterday, and because um, it's got a co-op mode, but it's you don't go in and say, I want to play co-op with this bloke or whatever. Uh, this person just appeared in my game, and then uh, we were just like going around doing stuff together. And you can't talk to each other, but you can make funny hand signals and stuff like that. He took you over to a corner, didn't he? He did take me into a corner behind it's some like sand dunes. me. <laughs> and gave me an extra piece of scarf. Did <laughs> <laughs> <Like it. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> But because I'd never played it before. Uh, I just thought it was like a CPU-controlled thing. So when Daniel played it, it didn't happen. And then I was reading more and more online. That's how the co-op works. If someone is in the level that you're playing when you're playing it, you appear there. So presumably, if there's lots of people there, then you get lots of people there, I think. But anyway, you should definitely check it out. It's amazing. Pretty cool. So anyway, let's crack on with this week's news. And I've got the first bit, which is Electronic Arts, that publisher with deep pockets. They've gone and bought PopCap. The uh, casual game uh, maker for seven hundred and fifty million dollars. That's wow. quite a lot of money, isn't it? Um, so PopCap, most famous for doing um, Plants vs Zombies uh, mm. and uh, some other stuff, but that's my favourite. Um, they've added to EA's portfolio. Obviously, EA very good at kind of doing um, hardcore games, but now they're really, really taking the casual game market seriously. They bejeweled as well, is that? Uh, I th- yeah, they did Peggle. Peggle. Yeah, uh, I think bejeweled is PopCap as well, but. That's a ridiculous amount of money. Three quarters of a billion dollars. And I also saw that Rovio were looking to be bought. But apparently... But not been offered enough money for it. Or yeah, that's because Angry Birds is shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's one of those things. that PopCap has a proven history. They've done more, more than one good game. I'm not sure about Rovio at the moment. We'll see. Yeah. But obviously EA also has... Um, I think they also have Chilingo, which is a big um, casual game. Which publishes... Game. Um, Cut the rope. Uh, yeah, uh, publishes iPhone games, doesn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting. But yeah. It's just numbers at the end of the day. Yeah. So that's EA. Um, who's up next? Uh, Modern Warfare. Yeah, it's a bit of a digital prank this week. If you type in www.modernwarfare3.com, you get redirected to the Battlefield 3 website. And who's to blame? Not we EA. D- we don't know. Apparently, it's not EA. Apparently. I blame Rupert Murdoch. Oh, but he's he's got to be responsible for a lot this week. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's the catch-all. It's yeah. the scapegoat. It's it is true, though. It seems like anything that's happened in the world is Rupert Murdoch's fault. 
Yeah, my flat's a bit cold at the moment. I reckon it's <laughs> that'll be, that'll be, that'll yeah. be definitely. This um, is aura. So we don't know who did it, but apparently there was an old version of the website. And it was like some fan site, and even it was slagging off Modern Warfare. Yeah. Are you have you seen any of Modern Warfare Three or Battlefield Three, Craig? I haven't. No. Call of Duty fan. I'm not a Call of Duty fan, which is yeah. Are you not a Call of Duty fan either? I used to be. Modern Warfare 1 was great, but then everything. It was literally cut and paste, the same game, same thing, and I'm just like, I've seen it all before. Yeah, I'm just not very good at, good at it. I mean, yeah, multiplayer. Online is pretty I'm insane on that. Like, yeah. everyone's so good. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not enjoyable. I don't find no. that enjoyable whatsoever. No, no, I don't either. It's depressing. But, but you see, that's why we should join Call of Duty Elite, because we can form a clan for shit we do that people. in the office? <laughs> yeah, we should do. Because I'm we should do that on our lunch breaks. Yeah. And um, then we can just run around as if it was Journey, looking at each other, going, hello. Come into the corner. Oh, shooting Come people, into the corner, I'll give you a grenade. <laughs> yes. Let's hug. We're soldiers away from home. <laughs> <laughs> soldiers away from home hug each other a lot. Yeah, because it gets lonely, Tom. <laughs> that guy you've never seen combat. No. <laughs> yes, you've never been on the front line. Did you see that thing about the guy who got a date with Mila Kunis? From the no. front line in Afghanistan. Yeah, was that a publicity stunt? I don't know, because the movie's just coming out, isn't it? So <laughs> <laughs> it's quite, uh, quite apt. Um what happened, sorry? So this he, the US soldier posted a video on YouTube saying he was in like, Afghanistan asking Mila Kunis if she'd go to his high school prom, which I can't understand why, if he's in the army, how he can be going to a high school prom. Anyway, they showed it on this chat show where Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis were, and she agreed to go on the date. So there you go. Wow. So that's the date. If you want to go on a date with a movie star, join the army. Just risk your life. Yeah. Risk your life. So she's broken up with Macaulay Culkin? Yeah. yeah. She was going out with Macaulay Culkin? For years. For years, yeah. Wow. Years. I never knew that. Wow. <laughs> so going back to Modern Warfare for a second, yeah. I don't know how the heck we got to the Earthquake <laughs> Marines and shit like that. I'm just amazed that Activision hadn't uh, got the URL for Modern Warfare 3. Just yeah, yeah, yeah the official one is callofduty.com forward slash MW3. But still, yeah, I know, you it's think Activision. They would have thought ahead. Yeah. Serves them right. Yeah. Yeah, it does serve them right. So, anyway, Tom, you've got some more news on PlayStation Network. Yeah, and I forgot to print it out, so I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, uh, do you know what it is? I kind of know what it is. So, yeah. Sony is pumping 20 million quid into PlayStation Network exclusives. Yeah, basically, Sony are really maybe going it's 20 out. million dollars, but a lot of money. Yeah, it's 25 million dollars, I think. Okay. I think that was the number. But yeah, they're really pushing for uh, more PSN exclusives. I guess it's probably because they fucked everyone over with the PSN went down. Um, but uh, they get a lot of good exclusive on there, so um, yeah. that's quite good for Sony. Uh, well, Journey PlayStation users, we'll yeah, for that. yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that. But that was kind of my thought on it. That maybe it was just trying to sweeten. And the, also, twenty million, twenty-five million dollars in the scheme of things for Sony is not that much. Yeah, I wonder how much it cost to develop a PSN game. I don't know. Well, there you go. Well, that's that's Sony pumping money into stuff. Which consoles do you have, Craig? Xbox. All of them. No, Xbox. Just what do you play one. kind of the most? What's your favourite kind of games? Pro Evolution, soccer. If I do play, that's the only game I'll play now. Really? Probably, yeah. So you're good at it? Yeah, I used to be. I'm not as good as I used to be. Yeah. Was it, you're not, were you not here last time Craig was in? I wasn't, no. Ah, so you were like number three in the world or something? Ten. Number ten. ten. At that point? When I used to play, yeah, about wow. two, two years ago, yeah. I like that, when I used to play. <laughs> Surely you've got time. You've only made three films. <laughs> yeah. God. You obviously don't take it seriously. It's like oh, a boxer who retires like, to maintain the, the record. Yeah. When I went on the um, X-Men first class set, they all they did was play video games in between setups and things. And Because McAvoy said he would play with them all and they were all much better than him. Right. But they'd all play Call of Duty. 
Right, right, right. Yeah, I need to stop doing low budget films. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do you do between takes and passing it around a game boy? <laughs> <laughs> Play cards. Yeah. <laughs> um, Chris, you got some movie news. Yeah, which one is this? Is Evil Dead? It is yeah. the Evil Dead. Evil Dead. Uh, they've been talking about this for years, but the Evil Dead remake is now a definite go. Um, the original creators of it, Sam Raimi, um, Rob Taper and Bruce Campbell, are producing it. Um, they've got a young um, South American director called Fidi Alvarez, who's directing it. Have you seen his short that he made? His short Attack. is called Panic Attack, yeah. It's amazing. Amazing. Yeah, really good. Really good. Have you seen it, Daniel? Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, it's like it's it's robots invading like a Uruguay, Montevideo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really cool. Like he did it all himself. He d- he directed Special it, did all effects and did all the effects. Stuff, yeah. So that's that's exciting. Yeah. But they've got um he's written the script, but they've got Diablo Cody writing the uh the uh, a new draft of it. Which I was happy about, and you were like, turn your nose. She's bit. the lady who wrote Juno and oh, Jennifer's, right, okay. body. Jennifer's, Jennifer's body. body. Yeah. All right. Did she won an Oscar for Juno. Yes, yeah, she did. You a Juno fan? I think it's good. Mm. I think it's good. I don't I th- think it's worth an Oscar, mm. but I think it's good. Mm. I see. I wasn't a massive Jennifer's Body fan. I thought they bottled it all the way through. Jennifer's was in the Megan Fox. Film? Yeah. yeah, she wrote that as well. I thought right. when there should have been like hardcore violence and nudity, they just kind <laughs> of bottled it. In your film, <laughs> as every film. Well, if you're gonna make if you're gonna make a film about a demon cheerleader who you said that about Pride and Prejudice, yeah. shags guys, <laughs> she shags guys to death basically. Like, shouldn't you, it should it should go hard? Like, it shouldn't be like a fifteen. You want an eighteen? I'm never gonna go to the cinema with you. No, no but you're right. It, it, they should have gone all out, and uh, it kind of felt neutered, didn't it? Yeah, and end. and the point with Evil Dead is it has to be hardcore. Just to make this clear, this is Evil Dead the remake. Remake, yeah. 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 No, not Evil Dead some 4. Confu- there was some confusion on the internet. Some people were saying that it was going to be 4. No, it's the, definitely the remake. They've released an official press release concerning it. Um, their quote was, they said, uh, we are committed to making this movie and are inspired by the enduring popularity and enthusiasm for the Evil Dead series. We can't wait to scare a new generation of moviegoers using filmmaking techniques that were not available to us 30 years ago. I don't really like the Evil Dead series. No? No. Controversial. Well, it's one of those things that when I was like flat sharing with like a load of my kind of work colleagues at the time, uh, Evil Dead 2 and Evil Dead whatever the third one was called. I can't remember. That's it. I just didn't get it. Um, mm. Am I alone in that then? No, I, I revisited the third one recently and found it a bit annoying rather than yeah. enjoyable. I think the second one's really good. And I just the and the second one's just a remake of the yeah, first. Yeah, you one. never really go back to the first one. You kind of start with two, and yeah, if you're sensible, you end it. I just two. found Bruce Campbell really annoying as well. Mm. <laughs> yeah, he's on Twitter now, so um, what, that was exciting. What are your thoughts on the Evil Dead franchise? Never seen. Never seen him. No, never. Check out Evil Dead Two. Yeah, it's fun. It's like a horror. It's like a horror film by way of Looney Tunes, isn't it? Really? Yeah, so that's a really good way to when the sort of clocks and lamps start chattering. Yeah, it's really funny, and there's yeah. some great acting by Bruce Campbell. Great physical comedy. Yeah, it's like a screwball comedy, but when his hardcore violence possessed, that's yeah, that is that's good. really good. So, if Evil Dead Two is an e- a remake of Evil Dead One, and this is a remake of Evil Dead One, how many times do you need to remake a film? Well, if that's it a keeps, mathematical equation. If it, ke- if it, if it keeps answer. making money, if it keeps making money. Then yeah. they'll just keep doing it. Yeah, won't but they? surely, like four Evil Dead films and three of them are the same film. That's <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> it's just it's really sense. good premise. <laughs> keep milking it. Yeah, we'll look we'll at, see. Look at Street Fighter. Like, uh, that's yeah, but the same none game of them every single been... time. 
<laughs> Super Evil Dead though, 2. Well, it's different. Better, isn't it? The better graphics, all that sort of stuff. It's the same principle, surely. I think they should release Evil Dead 2 Turbo. Yes, yeah, faster. Just faster. Writer, yeah. more unlockable characters. Exactly. Power yeah. swap. We will see what happens with this one, though, but it'll be intriguing to see what the Juno woman does with Evil Dead. Yep. Uh, I've got a little bit more movie news. Uh, in the, A teaser poster for Dark Knight Rises came out this week. Uh, in fact, I think the um, teaser trailer leaked onto the internet as well, but I haven't spoiled my eyes with it. Has anyone seen it? You yeah. haven't watched it? I've watched no, it. Yeah. I, I, watched I refuse it. to watch it. It's only a teaser. Yeah. Is it good? It's pretty murky. It's pretty teasery. Yeah. There's not a lot in it, really. Doesn't get a lot away, right? No. no. Bre- okay. You get a brief look at Bane, okay. but very brief, so it's not. I don't know. Should we talk about it? I don't want to spoil it for anyone that might not have seen it. I can put my fingers in my ears. It's a, it's so a teaser it's, trailer. It's a teaser I don't trailer. care, <laughs> but I'm so excited for this film. Well, I, I seem to think the teaser it. for the last uh, for Dark Knight didn't have any footage from the movie in it, did it? It was just those falling cards and the Joker talking over it, wasn't it? I can't no? remember. Yeah, I, I can't, can't remember. remember. Oh. But yeah, so do you want to close your ears? All right then. All right. So obviously, Commissioner Gordon's laid in bed. He's in the hospital. Yeah. In hospital. Mumbling. Mumbling. But do you notice he's on his side, mm. which led me to believe that maybe he might have a back in back injury. Mm. Oh, broken back. <gasps> so yeah, I uh, don't know. Good work, Tom. Yeah, yeah, well, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, and it's so it's quite. You don't see Christian Bale. You can hear him talking off camera, and yeah. Gordon's entreating Bale. So maybe Christian Bale's not in it. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne to bring back. It seems like Batman's not existed for quite a while. Well, he went on the run at the end of the last movie, yeah. right? So yeah. Anyway, let's let's stop talking about yeah. that now. Yeah. Alex, and did you say they released a poster as well? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Alex has it here. In fact, so I think it was. This is the Dark Knight oh, uh, Rises teaser poster, which is uh, an image of what looks like Gotham crumbling with the bat symbol uh, up in the air. Well, it's, there's lots of different speculation about. Well, is it looking up or is it looking down? It looks like you're in on the ground looking up to yeah. me. Yeah, yes. it is on the ground looking up. Yeah, the sky. But also, uh, having done a little bit of kind of research, uh, there are people saying that they can see lots of hidden things in there. Like, yeah, the Superman <laughs> symbol, bottom left. Really? Mm. Is that really the Superman symbol? That's it looks rock. like a bit of a boulder to me. That's a it rock. a bit of a stretch. Um, and then mm. the other thing, uh, apparently someone can see the Joker's face a- around the same position. And I, well, I fail to see it unless it's that, which again is oh. a boulder. But I look at that and I can't see any hidden messages. But maybe that's that looks like the hidden. thing from um, the Saw movies. The oh, cloud. Billy. Yeah. So that's the Superman. Oh, right, symbol. I so see, yeah. We'll post this uh, teaser trailer p- picture Poster, on the, um, yeah. uh, on the oh, podcast story. I'm sure most people have seen it by now. So it looks like buildings crumbling rather than exploding, right? Last, yeah. last one was bu- buildings burning. This looks like crumbling. And there was talk about uh, earthquakes. And also the League of Shadows returning. Right. And their whole shtick is sort of making civilizations crumble. Mm. Right. Once they reach like a point of opulence. Right. Uh, which they talk about in the first film, so I don't know. It's interesting. There's a, I saw a blog where this guy's basically cut bat symbols into various things like toast and CDs. He's going to look at all these great ideas I've got for posters. <laughs> <laughs> but there was also um, uh, the chanting at the end. Did you notice that? Which was on the website. Wh- yeah, which was... Um, the chanting there, there at was the end of what? A chanting at the end of the... Tra- oh, the teaser trailer. Oh, uh, sorry. Oh. Oh shit! I forgot we weren't talking about that. Sorry, <laughs> but there was those viral teasers that leaked uh, like last month, and then people said, "No, it's nothing to do with the movie." Well, now they're tied together, so they must be. It's not the best teaser I've seen, but it's a good one. Yeah, everyone's excited. Waiting the appetite. Got, talking about it. still a but year away though. Are, th- yeah. are there any? Are there any other exciting trailers out this week? <laughs> <laughs> There's one. 
What's that for, Tom? For the new Adam Sandler movie, Jack and Jill. Have you seen this, Craig? No. Okay. Well, for the benefit of the podcast listeners, we'll just watch it now, but I'll we'll just jump ahead to the end. Okay. Of this, but uh, have you seen this, Alex? Yeah, I've got it here. Yeah. All right. Let me just have a look. It's it's honestly, I can't believe it's real. Watch on that one. And you wait until you see who shows up halfway through it. Right. Let's go. Wow. Bloody hell. Wow. So that was the trailer for Jack and Jill that we just watched. Craig, initial thoughts? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, see, that's we, my reaction. You don't know how to process we, it. We've it's had time <laughs> to kind of like to like consume it and just you know get over the shock. But so, what's the oh movie that he God. made with Judd Apatow where he was a comedian? Funny People. That so, was good. I thought Funny People was decent. But isn't there a bit in that where there's uh, like? Uh, well, there's a lot of films that he's made that are like not. They're so bad they're not real, like Merman and things like that. And that looks like a spoof film that's not real, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. <laughs> but it is real. This is actually coming out. It's got Al Pacino playing himself in it. What's he doing there? What is he doing? I don't know. Do you think he looks a little bit like Janice from Friends? <laughs> <laughs> what? Do you mean Adam Sandler in yeah. drag? Yeah. Yeah, he C- does a little bit. Craig, C- can you ask your friend Robert De Niro what Al Pacino's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> being in Jack and Jill? <laughs> give, him a, give him a ring now on the podcast. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Like, that really is crazy. You Just don't know text Bobby. <laughs> you don't want to believe that's real or no? I don't. Well, it is real. It's I just, just think oh, maybe, maybe he's trying to be the new Eddie Murphy. Just he's, next film, he's going to be in every single lead role. They, to be honest, they had me it from the makers of just go with it and Grown Ups. <laughs> 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 that was when I knew I was, was going to be there. I'm going to buy my day. ticket right now. But Adam Sandler was funny like ten years ago, wasn't he? Yeah, or quite funny. Yeah, he's gone like Eddie Murphy like route, but really quickly. Oh, it's bizarre. Why are some funny? Adam Sandler films. Um, Happy Gilmore's quite funny, and the wedding scene is quite funny. Yeah. Those are the only two I like. Yeah, Billy Madison. Yeah, it's all right. I think he sort of went on autopilot though. He's like Eminem; they both just shout now. Oh no, <laughs> we're on to Eminem already. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. Is that a scathing criticism? Six months ago, it was all about Eminem. What's happened? No, it, it is all about Eminem. It's, <laughs> I'm just saying, like he knows how to sell albums by shouting. Right, I see. But do you think the quality has dipped? It did for a bit. Now it's back. Okay, now it's back. Yeah, he's got a new EP out. That's pretty good. But we will, uh, we'll embed the Jack and Jill trailer in the news story, won't we? Just so people we will could... do. It also reminds me of uh, Tropic Thunder. You know, when they show those trailers that <laughs> yeah. uh, the guy who's that Ben Stiller doing spoof films, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, it's like that. Oh my God, what's happened to you, Adam? You Sandler? never go full retard, and Sandler's <laughs> just gone full retard. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm just, I'm more shocked by Al Pacino. That's the thing. Is that God? This is a terrible film. Then he pops up. He's like, "What? Playing the himself fuck as well? Are you doing? He's playing himself? Playing himself? Oh, oh dear. Know, maybe it was a big check. Anyway, let's move on to what uh, games and movies are coming out next week. Um, first up, uh, Call of Juarez: The Cartel is out. You've played that, haven't you, Daniel? Yes. And awful. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> it it barely works. Yeah, oh, and that's, that was like a week ago, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, me, Keza, and Sad Dan played three-player co-op, and it was just awful. Like, broken. Broken, awful. Like, um, markers weren't wor- working on the screen. We just kept dying and spawning in different places. It's, it's not that's great. That's not good, is it? It's not great. Mm. Well, well, <laughs> should we move on? Yeah, yeah, we move should on. Move yeah. on. <laughs> the embargo for, that, for the review on that is actually uh, next Tuesday. Oh, uh, so. <laughs> Ooh, shit. <laughs> um, no, no, that's fine. The, We're allowed our own opinions. hands-on preview. Yeah, exactly. That's, it's not, it's not yeah, great. that's not the official IGN UK no, review. Yeah, we're not no, going to put no. a score next to it. It's going to get 10 out of 10 next week. Pissed at <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, also out is Cars, the video game, which is based on a movie, I think, isn't it? 
Yep. <laughs> oh, but I hear the game's good. Is it yeah. good? Yeah, it's all right. It's, it's kind of it like decent Mario Kart inspired um, yeah. driving game. Lots of um, power ups and things like that. Obviously, all the voices or a lot of the voices from the film were in it. So you know, same at kids, but it's all right. Yeah, cool. And the Cars Two movie is out as well at the same time. And you've seen that? Which I've seen. I think I've probably talked about it, haven't I? Yeah, before. Yeah, it's all right. It's quite. It's a bit better than the first one. It's quite good fun. It still feels like it's for kids, though. Yeah. It's not got that universal appeal that the uh, your Toy Stories have, so. No. But, you know. Big old marketing machine, though, isn't it? Toy Story 4 is happening, though, right? Yeah, that's what, yeah, Tom Hanks said that. And it was hard to know whether he was half choking or not. But I think I think it's inevitable it'll happen, I'm afraid. Maybe not for a while, because they're going to. They've got another bunch of sequels in the works. But when I spoke to John Lasseter, they, he said that they're going to make original films alongside sequels from now on. Two, two every three years. Wow. Uh, three every two years, sorry. You're a big Pixar fan, Craig. Yeah. What's your favourite Pixar? I just love Toy Story. Yeah. I yeah. love Toy Story. And I think the third one was the best one. Agree. Yeah. Yep. I agree. It's my favourite. Anything else at the cinema, Chris? Um, yeah, Horrible Bosses is coming out, which I'm seeing tonight, so I can't tell you if it's any good. Yeah. And I went on the site to check out a review. We don't seem to have reviewed it, which is a bit weird. Who's it's in got it? some very strange It's got lots of famous people looking. in it. It's got um, Jennifer Aniston, Jason Bateman, Colin Farrell, Colin Farrell, Kevin Spacey. Oh, is it the film where Colin Farrell has the comb over? Yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. It's supposed to be quite funny. It's supposed to be quite, like, rude. Right. I think this is the year of kind of really 18 R-rated comedies right. being funny, which is good. What was the other one? Bad Teachers. Bridesmaids. Uh, Bridesmaids, Hangover 2. That was good, Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids, Bridesmaids really good. funny. Yeah. So yeah, it's good. It's like, it's like I'm back in the in the eighties. <laughs> Comedy with tits. <laughs> <laughs> Again, let's not go there with your. Do you get to go to the cinema film? much, Craig? Are you working all the time? Are you not allowed? <laughs> 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 yeah, it's really not like that. Like, yeah, I can go to the cinema. I, I go to the cinema quite a lot. I watch Transformers three. What do you think of that? Long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's it goes on, doesn't it? Everyone says when they. It's so long. Yeah. They could cut the first hour out, I reckon, and you'd yeah. be all right. You don't miss much. No, I just, I just lost. I was losing the plot. I yeah. was like, "Take me out of this." I mean, Shia LaBeouf, he's, he's good. He's usually good though. Mm. But obviously, he said he's definitely not going to be in the next one. Mm. So that seems to leave a gap for a young actor to <laughs> step into. There you go. <laughs> Chris knows people. <laughs> um, not, not, not Shia LaBeouf. Not Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> no, he's a twat. Um, uh, so, would you be interested in Transformers? In the Transformers. No. No? No. You're going to concentrate on serious work? On low-budget films, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want a big paycheck. No. could do a low-budget Transformers. Yeah, as long as they take all the money out of it, I'll do it. Yeah. (laughs) Is there a film franchise that you would absolutely love to work on? Batman. I'd like to do Batman. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Is 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 there a character that you would like to play? Batman. I mean, he's... Bale's like Welsh. Born in Wales. I could do a deep voice. And he's definitely done. Bale's definitely done after this one. So yeah. they will be looking for a new one yeah. for the reboot. Yeah. Or Harry Potter. <laughs> Covering that up, yeah. Harry Potter. I'll play Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. Batman or Harry Potter. I'll take 46 million. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, I did a story today. Apparently, um, the Harry Potter film, uh, the Harry Potter franchise, franchise uh, has grossed $21 billion thus far. Wow. If you take in the books, the merchandise, the videos, the cinema, the um, theme park. Merchandise, yeah, everything, she, yeah. Like JK, she's like 400 and something million to her name. 
ridiculous. I read she earns a million pounds every three days. What? What? What a is that true? Fuck. It's not much, is it? (sighs) We're in the wrong business. Yeah, she only lives in a two million pound house. Idiot. Quite modest. What an idiot. Oh my god! It's really frustrating. <laughs> Everyone's just sat here in the room. I'm freaking furious. If I had that money, world. I would build Hogwarts and live in it. I'd live in a volcano. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I'd invent a flying broomstick. Exactly. <laughs> and that's how I'd get to my meetings. <laughs> and I'd pay Alan Rickman just to hang around being Snape all the time for the rest of his life. He uh, got voted. Um, I did the uh, Facebook poll asking our Facebook fans who their favourite Harry Potter character was, and he won. By good. a long margin. Good. Yeah. He's by far the best character. It was good. Who's, I only watched the second? Harry Potter films this week, actually. Oh, oh, really? I never watched them before this week. Wow, Did you, you watch, watch all, all of them? All yeah, of them? I've got to watch uh, Seven Part One tonight. Wow. And then I go and watch... How, wh- what are you thinking? I think they're all right. Yeah. I think Daniel Radcliffe's all right, actually. Like, Do I've you? heard that he's bad in them and stuff. I thought he was all right. Mm. Yeah. First one was pretty ropey. I must admit, I haven't seen it for a long time. Yeah, they're quite annoying in the first one, aren't yeah. they? Which, yes. which is your favourite? I don't know. Um, Gary Ullman's really good in them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's really good in them. Is it the third one? My, my favorite is the, du- the third one. Is that the really dark one? Yeah, the really dark one. Yeah, oh, that's the one I'd go back and watch again. I yeah, think. it's the same for the books though. Third one was my favorite book. But as I know it, the fans of the the really hardcore fans of the books hate the third film because oh, really? it's the one that's the least like the book. It's the one where the director's kind of gone off with his own vision. Wasn't that the Spanish director? Yeah, yeah, Alfonso Cuellar. Yeah, there's loads of fades in and fades out and stuff, yeah. I love yeah. all that stuff, right? Yeah. I quite like the one with the... Uh, is that the one where they had to do the task? Which is the one where they did the task? Underwater the and stuff. Of Fire. That's the fourth one. Fourth. I like that one. Yeah, that was yeah. good. Yeah, Why are you asking one. us when you've watched them this week? I don't know. <laughs> it's, not, it's not on. <laughs> Pretty bad. But it's one of, yeah, if you watch them all in quick succession, yeah, they all blend confusing. into one. Is like, you know, well, you'll like them. I think, I think the, the two-part finale is, is good. It's really good. The first one's good. The second one's great. Yeah. Have you been going to the cinema to watch them? No, no. Not just on DVD. Home. Yeah. Chilled watching it. Uh, let's move on to listener feedback. Who's up first? I am, and I have an email for Craig from Gareth Blake. Um, he says, a couple of podcast questions for Craig. Number one, like yourself, I'm a loyal pro evolution guy, but has nothing, has anything you've seen of FIFA 12 so far made you think about jumping ship? And the second question is, what would you like to see improved or added to the next game? My more superficial choices would be a streamlined master league, a more realistic transfer system and fixing the player rating system. Yeah. No to the jumping ship to really? FIFA. Even though I haven't seen anything of it, I just won't do it. <laughs> this boy is loyal. Really? Loyal. Um, what I'd like to see, I'd like to see them improve the, the become a legend. That's my favourite part of Pro, is become a legend, so maybe make that better. And obviously get all the strips. They haven't got all the strips yet, have they? No. So That's because EA has a stranglehold on the Premier League. I think basically uh, Konami are allowed to have two teams, and that's it. So, so and they circulate it, you know, it's you know, at the time it's Man United obviously being the biggest kind of Premier League club. But it's different people, different times, but yeah. It's so annoying. Like yeah. I said last time, Pro Evolution has had the best gameplay and then FIFA took it, had all the the kits, so then they're gonna go and join everyone's gonna join. Traitors. <laughs> so have, <laughs> have you it's not like even tried FIFA? I have played FIFA, yeah, I'm pretty good at FIFA. Because it's one of those things that it's it's really hard going from one to the other, and I I, I used to be a big Pro Evo fan, and I found it really hard to get into the rhythm of um, FIFA. Yeah. But then once you kind of make the switch, it's really hard to go back. So. It's harder to go back to Pro because yeah. I think dummies can play FIFA. Yeah. 
What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's easier to play. I, I agree yeah. with that. And I think on that bombshell, Craig has to go. He does. We're not going, though. We're no, we're not. We, we, we will go. continue listening to feedback. We, we should put a star. We should get him to put a star on the map yes. for where he... We've got a map Wales. for all our listeners. Uh, what colour would you like, Harry? Just any... Um, yellow? Colour blind, so it doesn't really matter. Okay, yellow submarine. There you go. Yellow submarine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See what you've done there, Tom. <laughs> where do I put it? On Wales. On, on Wales. Do you know where on that Wales. is? On Wales. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking don't. Where, where's the... Uh, <laughs> Oh, I see it. Yeah, yeah, I see it. Just, just there. There we go. That's it. Our first celebrity star. There you go. And the stick really. is bigger than Wales. So, blue uh, submarine's out on Blu-ray on August first, August twentieth. Any, any message for our, <laughs> any message for our listeners before you go? Play Pro Evo. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and listen Bye. to Eminem. Maybe, yeah, listen to Eminem. maybe you'll be on the box of the next Pro Evo. I should be. Instead <laughs> of Messi. We can set that up. I reckon we can. Oh, yeah. Awesome. All right. Cool. Bye, Craig. Bye. Thanks, Craig. Bye, Craig. Bye. Uh, I've got the next bit of feedback from Patrick Lally, who says, listening to you talk about games that sparked your love of gaming has made me go back to playing one of my favourite games of all time, which is Final Fantasy VII. From the moment I started playing it, I fell in love with video games. Uh, and I think that's, yeah, a lot of people love Final Fantasy VII. Not I think really. that's going to come up a lot on people's yeah. favourite game lists. Yeah. Um, not really my bag, but, you know, Loads of people love it. So, Also, he says, with regard to your 100th show, uh, I agree with the person who emailed in a few weeks ago to say you should bring back Pete Donaldson. He's a massive fan of his and the podcast Football Ramble. So um, we'll have more uh, announcements on the 100th podcast next week. So keep your ears open. That's definitive. We're definitely announcing something next week. We will definitely week. announce it next week. We've got such big plans that they're taking ages to get them in the cage. We probably can't squeeze them into the podcast. That's why they're so big. They are so big. We're going to have the, to create the, a new planet. The troll-sized. Troll-sized. Toss yeah. lad. Toss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, this is from Sean T. McCarthy. Why uh, are you rolling up your trouser leg then? I, I, was, I was aroused. <laughs> I like um, it. Um, to Sorry. answer the question about what game really made me into a gamer, it was Final Fantasy VII. There you go. Again, the game told such a story in such a way that it was like coming out of a tunnel and seeing the light of day. The character development, twists and turns, and the story and the death scene with Eris just hit me with what true power of gaming could be. What the true power of gaming, gaming could be. be. And he has a little idea for Podcast 100. Um, yes. Another live podcast is in order. And hold a competition for fans to spend the day in the life of a member of iGen UK podcast team. Oh, really? <laughs> Writing and wanking? Yeah, oh, right. yeah. Hang on. Hang on. Oh, back, of, back in the room? Hello. It's <laughs> a lot of porn, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, would, would you want to live a day in the life? It's pretty boring. I live alone and I'm quite lonely. Yeah, but... <laughs> what, what episode... <laughs> That's where you're always hanging out in toilets. Yeah, before I joined it, yeah, I do spend a lot of my day checking email yeah. and answering emails. And writing. And writing, of course, Alex. But did you honestly think you'd just be sat on your ass playing games? No, but I thought there would be more game playing, perhaps. I'm still mm. waiting on my Xbox. <laughs> at my desk. You? Oh, are you looking at me? Yeah. <laughs> okay, did right, you? okay. <laughs> I've got something for you, though. Well, maybe, yeah. So, uh, uh, oh, that was a middle finger yeah. that uh, Daniel got <laughs> then. Flip me the bird. Uh, so, yeah, so your suggestions for Podcast 100, all taken on board. Yep. Like I said, we will announce more next week. Absolutely. Oh. Uh, 
I've got a bunch of feedback here, which I'm going to attempt to go through quickly. Firstly, from Oliver Kay, uh, who's been trying to rack his brains as to why he illegally downloads music and films without batting an eyelid. But when it comes to games, he has an issue with it. He thinks it's because music and films are far more disposable. Watch a film and two hours later, you're done. Uh, For him, uh, games are much more valuable because you spend a lot more time going through the game and therefore it's something to be more valued. Which the, pe- the people who are making them aren't spending any less time doing them, and I, I don't know. I'm really against this. If we discussed this previously well, we, when we, I was we, away, we talked about it last week, saying why would anyone pirate a game? Does anyone pirate games? I think it's all feedback that's t- tied around with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, we don't condone pirating, but I also think the difference between downloading movies and films as opposed to downloading computer games is that it's actually slightly more complex because you have to have the right machinery to be able to play it on. If you can download music and get it on your iPod within 10 minutes, then it's easier. If you download a movie and watch it within 10 minutes, then it's easier. Whereas you've got a game, you have to have a flashed Xbox, you have to be able to transfer it over, all that sort of shit, which... You seem to know a lot about that. I I just... (laughs) Yeah, I know that's that's how people do Xbox. You you run the risk of, like, your Xbox being fried. Yeah. Whereas your iPod's not going to disable itself. No. Um, next email is from uh, Alex from Toronto in Canada. So stick a pin in it. I don't know where Toronto um, is, but I will He do says, uh, I also download leaked games. Uh, and as a PC gamer, I've been burned many times by poor console ports. And the leaks give me a good indication of whether or not a game is worth buying or not. Because that's the other thing. Like, a lot of people download stuff to sample, and then if they like it, they'll then buy it. Um but then again, a lot of people don't. They <laughs> just keep the, the full thing. Next email is from Vernon Parker, who says, I've never bought or played a pirated game, but knows lots of people who have. Most of the people I know that pirate games are people who do not readily have uh, available access to purchase games, or they have ready... Oh, hang on a minute. So, most so they, pe- they can't get to the shops, but they have the money. I think that's what he's, uh, he's, he's saying. Okay, but he says it's sent from a US sailor's for iPhone in Japan. Maybe <laughs> that's why. That's a really weird email. But thank you, Vernon. In Japan? That's yeah, what it says. Vernon, is that true? But maybe, but maybe that's why because he can't get to the game shop because uh, he's yes. a US sailor in Japan. Yeah, there you go. Wow, right. we can put Japan on the map. This uh, is really awkward because Daniel has to climb on the floor to yeah. do it. I'll just, I'll, I might just stay on the floor actually. Uh, another uh, email from long-term just... listener Tom Tidders, who uh, used to have a flashed Xbox 360, but only to play Japanese games. Um, still knows a lot of people who pirate games, uh, and uh, but he makes sure that he buys his games now. Well done, so Tom. Good on you, Tom. Mm. He's got the next bit of feedback. Don't break the law. Um, I have, and it is from Brendan Rundle, who I believe we've heard from before. Brenda Big Tits. <laughs> Brenda Big Tits. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, he says, hello, pod muffins. He says, I decided not to go for Brenda Big Tits. Ooh. I wanted a new gamer tag that people wouldn't laugh at. Uh. That said, you'll be pleased to know that many of my friends have started to call me Brenda Big Tits. <laughs> Success. <laughs> In the end, I went with, insert fanfare here, Brenderific. Well, that's good. It's, it's just yeah, like a woman's name, Brenda. And also, I think he's got, like, it's terrific, he says, Brenderific, but it could also be horrific, couldn't it? Ah, uh, yeah. Oops. Don't mean to upset. Brenda Big Tits is far better. <laughs> <laughs> I think he says that he's happy for people to add him online, and I, I, from what I read, he's an Xbox player. So yeah, if you okay. want to find Brenda Big Tits, he goes under the pseudonym of Brenda Rific. <laughs> yeah. So um, um, please spend the entire time just shouting Brenda Big Tits down the <laughs> Xbox Live. And, and he says, "I hope you're not too disappointed by my gamer tag choice." Are we? Of course, we're not disappointed. No, we're not. We're not. Thank you, Brendan. Thanks for keeping us posted. 
Oh, well, yeah. So I've got some feedback here. This is again on the um, online uh, game attacks because we talked about it last week. Yeah. Someone had uh, come across a very funny one. So I've got a load of that have, that have come in. Raymond Chan emailed to say he played. He came across someone on PSN called I. I have IBS. Uh, and he also ended up going onto his block list for calling him a noob. So yeah, what a knob rider! What a, maybe that's why he's got IBS. Rob, Han- Rob Handley wrote in to say he thinks you can judge people by uh, on their ability in games from their usernames. His friend is has a PSN username which is Help Me I'm Dead. How good do you think he is? Probably shit. But maybe he's amazing, and that's the, the irony. Yeah. Alex Holloway wrote in to say that he came across someone playing Gears of War online called Meaty Kibbles. It's not offensive, it's just weird. Called what? Meaty Kibbles. Right. Um, uh, this one came from Eldai in the Ukraine, Daniel. Oh, yeah. Wow, you're so <laughs> busy sticking My things ancestors on the map. are from the Ukraine. Oh, ah. is that where the name Krupa comes from? Um, yeah. Wow. I think it's Polish as well. But. Ah. He said he was playing Crisis 2 multiplayer on PC and he saw a nickname that made him laugh like crazy. It looks like this. <laughs> which is all Russian glyphs. Um, it's Cyrillic. Russian written. Cyrillic. Yeah, Cyrillic. There you go. And apparently in English it translates to pants full of shit. What? And he lost the match because he was laughing all the way through it. Well, how did he know it? What, did he translate it while he was looking? <laughs> but he's, he's from the Ukraine. He can oh, read I it. Oh, I see. Uh, sorry. All right. I get that. Right. I understand that. Does he say right. worth in the Ukraine? Uh, yes, he did, actually. He said, um, uh, Golovka. Oh, I might have committed the sticker. Oh, no. You know, we can put these in after the podcast. No, we don't have do to do well, it's, it's more happy. fun. It's more interesting. I feel happy down on the floor rolling around. <laughs> Live map <stick. laughs> Frosty from Newcastle wrote in with my personal favourite. He said he was playing Halo Reach a few weeks ago and they encountered a player called Ross Kemp on acid. <laughs> <laughs> now, that is something you would never ever want to encounter, isn't it? Jesus. Needless to say, they were in stitches every time they splattered him in zombie mode. <laughs> Ross Kemp on acid. I love to come across you. A small insight into Tom's weird mind. Right, next bit of feedback. Um, Andrew Boyd, watch Grandpa in my pocket. Boyd, Boyd. I checked out Grandpa (laughs) in your pocket and was amazingly disturbed. Um, He saw one episode. It was about a dead hamster. (laughs) Uh, At least it wasn't about molesting. Um, secondly, why is Cars 2 um, such a mainstream movie from Pixar coming out a month later in the UK? All the Pixar films do they that. They always do. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember what the reason is. I think I know the reason. It's because they're not worried about kids uh, torrenting these movies because kids don't know how to do it and kids will go see it anyway. So it, it's not a, I, mean, I think piracy is a huge issue for Pixar. No, so they can just send over the prints that they use in the US once they're done with them over there. Yeah. Oh, is that all it is? Maybe. Right. I don't know. Okay. Is it nothing to do with kind of school holidays or something like that? No. Because obviously, uh, like, Pixar movies always come out um, as the school holidays kick off. That's right. Ah, there we go. That's right, yeah. I win! Oh. Sometimes. It depends. It depends. It's case to case, but yeah, yeah. that's certainly been the case in the past. <coughs> yeah. Because, like, whenever I've been over at E3, which is obviously kind of sort of like May, early June, Pixar movies have just come out normally. Um, and so I normally go and see them. Like, I, I saw Up over in the US. It didn't come out for like another two months in the mm. UK. So, and I've got loads of feedback f- um, from readers all around the globe. Um, this is Andrew Boyd, who is in Belfast. I've put the sticker on already. Um, this is from Lindsay, and she's from Tasmania, Australia. I thought I thought we were going to put them up if they had something interesting uh, for they, us to read out. They actually do, but um, I think I just put them in. <laughs> Okay. Um, we need to get some more pins on the map, basically. David Trevino is from Austin, Texas. Yay! You're a big fan of Austin, aren't you, Chris? Yay! Love Austin. 
and we have Manny Contreras. Who he wrote in last week? Yeah, from yeah. Miami, Florida. Nice. So, there you go. so Daniel, you get working on that. I've been watching a lot of Dexter this week, Manny. Makes me want to visit Miami. There you go. Well, I think you know the plan is is once we have this map filled, we will then go on a whistle stop tour of every single place <laughs> and stay with all these guys. Yeah, so, have, to have to put us up. Yeah, thanks very much. Uh, Unless we'll, we'll you're weird, you. in which case we are busy. <laughs> 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 yeah, if you can let us know in your in your emails in future, if you can let us know if you're weird or not. That yeah, just put useful. a W at the bottom if you're weird. Yeah. So before I read the last bit of feedback out, I just got something to say. I get a lot of feedback every week, and I go through it, and it's amazing, all of it. But it doesn't always get read out on air. So I just want to say thank you for everyone who writes in. Thank and you. Also, if you want to get it read, read, read out on air, keep it short and sweet because we get a lot of emails that come through. They're about three or four pages long, and we don't have time to read all that out. So keep your point short and sweet, like Dean Bycroft did. <laughs> he wrote in and said, "Hello, chaps and Keza. I've just listened to the podcast and felt inspired to do something creative." This creative sneeze manifested as a Dan Kilby as Duke Nukem soundbite remix featuring Kez and McDonald. I understand this kind of thing is probably done to a much higher standard and sent to you quite often, or maybe it just died out in the 90s, but I've done it now and I have nowhere else to send it. Plus, I'm a baker by profession, so I have no right to do anything creative. Thanks for podcasting. Dean from Huddersfield. I don't think there are enough bakers in the world. I don't think that being a baker should preclude you from creative being baking. creative. Yeah. Just think, you could make some amazing breads. Well, I remember being at school and you make that bread and then you bake it so it goes solid and permanent. Do you ever do that? Uh, permanent that was, bread. That was, that was ceramics, Tom. Was it? <laughs> <It's just> permanent, <laughs> permanent bread? <laughs> what are you talking about? You bake it and then it it's goes... still got the same loaf. He's <laughs> there trying to cut a slice of toast in the morning. So, oh my God. No, it goes solid and then you varnish it. And no, it's it never done that. Again, ceramics. You can varnish it. You do not varnish bread. It'll no, make you sick. No, we baked it like bread. I'm sure we did. All of his plates are made out of white slice. <laughs> Fuck. All right, you got any bread for my food? <laughs> All right, I'll come back to this. I'll come back to this. But I'll drop this uh, the amazing um, audio thing that uh, D- Dean's made for us at the end of this podcast, and you can enjoy it. We and it's love- bloody awesome. I heard it the other day, I think. Good and stuff. it's very, very impressive. So thank you for sending it in. And more yeah. of that stuff. Yeah, and also we don't get that sent to no. us very often, so send more of that stuff in. Yeah. And that's it. I think that is it for this week's podcast. Well, um, I could just maybe briefly trail what I'm going to be up to next week. Oh, yeah. Right I'm going to Comic-Con oh, yeah, you in San Diego. So, yeah, I'm going to try and do a video diary maybe like Dan did at E3. Although, obviously, I won't be as funny as Dan. Of course you won't. But, yeah, I've got a list through of the stuff that's going to be there. So, hopefully, I'll see some or all of these films. Uh, Men in Black 3, Prometheus, the new Alien movie. Uh, uh, oh, they're not obviously showing. They're showing, what, clips of it? Or it's going to be there in some shape or form? Yeah, exactly. Right. I don't know at the moment. Um, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Um, Tintin. Um, Mass Effect. They're yep. going to have some kind of preview of that. Underworld 4, Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. Uh, the new Total Recall. They're going to have something there oh, really? with Colin Farrell in the lead. Um, the Amazing Spider-Man. Yep. I think there's going to be a trailer. Apparently Ooh. incoming, yep. Yep. Um, Cowboys and Aliens going to screen in full. So hopefully one of us, if not me, one of the, the IGN team will see that and we'll have a review up. Um, Snow White, which I'm really excited about because they're doing a new version of Snow White and they've cast the Seven Dwarfs. I think I was telling you earlier, Daniel, who some of them are going to be. Um, Nick Frost, Ray Winston, Ian McShane, Bob what? Hoskins. Wow. <laughs> Does that not sound amazing? What? Stephen Graham. No yep. way. Yep. That sounds amazing. Chris, Chris Hemsworth and Kristen Stewart and Charlie Theron are the main 
people, but that's already my most anticipated film of next year. That sounds amazing. Um, they might possibly be screening Captain America, and also uh, there's going to be something from The Hobbit there, rumoured, so we may see our first bit of footage. That, that picture of James Nesbitt as one of the dwarfs, it just looks like the worst Photoshop job I've ever seen. <laughs> Even though it's an official photo, it's like, it just looks bizarre. He looks very cheeky in yeah. that picture. Yeah. Um, and there's lo- obviously loads of comics and TV stuff, which I won't go, and game stuff. Um, Gears of War 3, back, Batman Arkham City stuff's going to be there. Yep. Very um, exciting. Uh, but I'm on the jealous. TV front, Doctor Who's going to be there, Matt Smith and Karen Gillan. So that's exciting. So I'll probably end up pulling her. Get Can some, we talk about the Karen Gillan story? About her being found w- drunk wandering around a hotel naked? I Did don't think we this? can, no. Oh. Well, well, it was in <laughs> the national newspapers. <laughs> was it? Yeah. Okay, I'm not, I don't really know it. Apparently she was off duty, so she wasn't like on BBC Time or anything, but uh, <laughs> I wish I worked in that hotel. God, oh my God. So, she's I, a bit so, like, I, so I could put her back in her room yeah. and just... Yeah. And lock the door with you in there. <laughs> It's cool. just turning weird now. So and hopefully I'll come note. back with a story of me in a toilet with her. Great. <laughs> Look or Matt to Smith one. and his sonic screwdriver. Can I just say, uh, if you're into Scarface and you've got a Blu-ray player, then I've got a very exciting Scarface Blu-ray competition going on the site. So check it out. Uh, on the sod- subject of Scarface, uh, that was going to be my uh, subhead for uh, the journey piece, if we write one. Scarface. Because it's all about scarves. Ah, I like. Genius. Anyway... <laughs> That really is it for this week's podcast. Uh, as I say, more news on Podcast 100 coming next week. Uh, and it's only, what, a month or so away. So uh, it's very exciting indeed. And we have got loads of big plans. So keep listening. Um, uh, that's it for myself, Chris, Daniel and Tom. And thanks to Craig for coming on this podcast. We will be back same time next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Keep your guns close, keep your guns close, close, keep, keep, keep your guns close, but your balls even close. Hello, balls even close. Hello, keep, keep your guns close. Is it alright to say that Emma Watson's hot yet? But your balls even closer. Balls, 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 balls. Keep your balls, balls, but your balls, balls closer. That was so bad, Dan Kilby would like it. Nowadays, trends and news cycles change faster than we can blink. But there are some things that withstand the test of time. And if you're looking for a connection to something timeless, and maybe also a glimpse of life at a slower pace, I believe everyone can relate to the very human experiences explored in Jane Austen's novels. And that's where I come in. My name is Alison Larkin. I'm a writer, comedian, and narrator and host of The Jane Austen Podcast with Alison Larkin. I spent a lot of my childhood in the part of England where Jane Austen lived and wrote, and now that I live in the States, nothing gives me a sense of homecoming quite like narrating her books. On this show, you'll listen to award-winning narration. I'll give myself a pat on the back for that as well as conversations with actors, writers and other fascinating people who all share a passionate love for Jane Austen. So please, join me as we embark on a wonderful journey through Jane Austen's work. Be sure to listen and subscribe to The Jane Austen Podcast with Alison Larkin wherever you get your podcasts.